0: Today on How Do You Hustle, we have Katie and Georgia from Studio Wednesday, a Sydney-based design and content studio. How are you both today? Good. Thank you. I follow you guys on Instagram and you always post the most beautiful things, really nice design elements, but really helpful tips for people who are doing their digital and social for their businesses. And I've, I see that you have worked with a range of businesses. So Katie, tell us how Studio Wednesday sort of came to be about.
3: Okay. So uh, Studio Wednesday is a uh, stereotypical COVID baby. Um, <laughs> Georgia and I actually met in our previous job, um, which we were working in full time. Uh, until COVID came along and we got our hours uh, slashed down. Um, And so to make up time and money and to keep ourselves busy and motivated, we decided to join forces, um, almost almost to drum up more freelance work. We hadn't really, when we first started, anticipated it being (laughs) what it is today, Um, but we started working together and because we love branding and design, and obviously that's what we offer our clients, um, we got quite into that for Studio Wednesday itself um, and built our little baby business. Um, and just from, from initially from starting, we had like word of, word of mouth and friends of friends who were our clients, but through our Instagram mainly. So thank you for following. Um, we've drummed up quite a lot more clients and now it's a, it's a, it's a full time, full business. It's very exciting.
0: <laughs> Georgia, how did you find it from going from working? Obviously, in a pretty structured agency kind of role to going and working for yourself? It's obviously a bit of a transition. How did you find it?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, It's definitely different. And I think a lot of it comes down to accountability um, and really being in check with yourself because ultimately when you're your own boss, like you can make the rules. So if you, don't want to do something you don't have to but ultimately it won't really be done and there'll be no one there to chase you up so it's really kind of up to you on how kind of hard you want to work and like you know how successful you want to see your business become so i think kind of learning that accountability and realizing you just can't rely on anyone else was probably the biggest sort of thing to to transition and also the reality of you know not having um, kind of co-workers and teammates around you anymore to bounce ideas off and you know talk to, like with the reality of COVID, me and Katie um, we work remotely, like we try to catch up when we can to do work, but you know, a lot of my day is just spent on my own. And that's definitely a new reality that I'm getting used to. So I think you just have to. Uh, really (laughs) check in with yourself make sure you're okay and do things that sort of fill that cup so to say because yeah otherwise it can be a little bit uh, isolating at times.
0: Yeah definitely tell us about the kind of things that you do at Studio Wednesday and yeah how would you describe the service that you offer?
3: Okay sure so Studio Wednesday at its core is a service-based business so um, we don't do any products or any like any personal product delivery, which um, we've seen our clients do and it looks very stressful. <laughs> um, so we're all service based and all of the services are split sort of down the middle um, into two buckets, one of them being content and one of them being design. Or as we shorten it down to pictures and words and I'm the word side and Georgia's the pictures side. So we do some projects uh, separately and we'll have our own, like I'll be doing a bit of copywriting for a client. Georgia might be doing a brand identity for another client, but a lot of the stuff we work together in tandem so that we can deliver a full suite of services. So for lots of our clients, that means working on their branding, their brand identity, their brand guidelines, which is their logo, their color scheme, their um, typography, and that's all Georgia's beautiful mind coming to life. Um, and we'll also do things like brand naming. So when a company comes to us, uh, or well, not really a company at that point, a person comes to us with an idea that they have for their business, but they have no idea what to call it. We actually find a name for them. So that's like a research-based um, thing on my side of the business. that wow. We develop a brand name for them. We also do um, strategy-based stuff as well. So that's, that could be social focus so things like an Instagram toolkit so people know what they should be posting and when um we do social templates within that because obviously Georgia does all the beautiful graphics for it
2: our kind of biggest service is the fact that we can give like basically you can come to us as a small business or someone with an idea and we can basically help you from start to finish bring that brand or that idea to life um, in all sort of aspects. So I feel like typically when you're sort of building your brand, you do tend to have to go to a few people to kind of get those missing pieces of the puzzle and um, fuse it all together. Or you might just be winging it yourself and trying to figure out things like copywriting or um, strategy uh, where you don't necessarily kind of know what you're doing. Whereas if you come to us, um, like Katie said, we can help you from the very beginning. So starting off with brand naming, then moving into like a full, kind of a full- Uh, service and all-encompassing brand identity so more than just sort of like if you were going to a graphic designer and you wanted a logo we're going to really dive deep into your brand um, do a strategy session and kind of unearth who you are as a brand and out of that kind of get all these good bits of information that we can pop into a big document for you and hand over to you so you really at your core understand who your brand is, who your target audience is um, and how you need to be speaking to them both um, in like a written verbal and verbal sense and as well as a visual sense. So from there then it's really all about taking what we've learned and pulling that through into a brand identity, which is not only visual, which is my side, but also through things like um, defining your tone of voice um, and from there being able to help you with things like copywriting, a social strategy um, and sort of being able to do all those things and at the other end um, you're basically ready to launch that brand. You know there might just be cu- a couple of things like we just have some people that we offer additional services do like for product photography and things like that but basically when you get to work with us you sort of end up with a like a full service experience and mm-hmm. you've had it all done in-house by the one company.
0: That would be better for consistency, I suppose, if you are just starting out, having someone who's done your brand, doing your social, doing your, you know, your templates, things like that. So important these days when it's crucial for brands to be on social. Have you had any pinch me moments where a brand has approached you or followed you or um, got in contact for work where you've been just surprised and excited about the actual brand to work for them? Uh,
2: Yeah, so I feel like we had a rather large podcast podcast Uh, come to us earlier this year and me and Katie got very giddy and excited (laughs) when that happened Um, and as a result we've been able to form this sort of um, longer lasting relationship with them and we help them now um, on a monthly basis with things like copywriting as well as um, all their social graphics and just kind of helping them keep afloat on social media so yeah I feel like that was definitely um, an exciting one because it was like a well Known business, but we kind of get pretty excited about most businesses that come to <laughs> us, particularly when it's like in an industry that we might not have worked in or like we worked with, or what we just think is really exciting. We we do tend to attract kind of female-led uh, small businesses, so we do get a lot of businesses in like a lot of beauty that. space and things like that. But um, you know, we yeah, we're often challenged with sort of like different brands that we wouldn't normally get to work with which is always really exciting too so it can be big or small (laughs) we're happy to answer regardless
0: (laughs) yeah definitely definitely so I guess how quickly Katie has has the business grown and how did you kind of manage some of those things that maybe you hadn't done before because obviously you said you both worked before for someone else and then now you're essentially you know obviously CEOs and founders of this business how how did you um kind of navigate some of those things that you maybe hadn't done before
3: there was lots of elements that I personally hadn't done before and a lot that crossed over with Georgia Georgia had done a bit more freelancing prior to starting Studio Wednesday so we definitely lent on her experience of like this is how you invoice but the the accounting knowledge was minimal (laughs) So, None. We,
1: yeah,
3: <laughs> um, so we actually recruited um, my dad to help out with some of the, he was our he was our CFO uh, our unpaid CFO for a little while <laughs> to help get our grounding because we just didn't really know what we were doing in terms of um, like invoicing accounting whether we had to what we had to save for tax like what we needed to keep in the business all of that stuff was, was super foreign to Georgia and I because we're both creatives like we don't we don't understand spreadsheets yeah
0: definitely
3: um so that was definitely probably the biggest learning curve when we started studio wednesday but i guess there's a lot of unseen stuff in starting any business that you probably don't anticipate when you're kicking it off uh from the start which is just i guess admin management time time management working alone like georgia said before like all of those were Quite big adjustments for two people who were essentially an editor and a graphic designer in an established business previously. So it was, it was, it was a lot to a lot to absorb all at once. But that being said, I'm so glad that there's two of us um, and that we've got each other to sort of bounce things off and you don't feel as Stupid! If you message your business partner, you go. Do you understand this? And they go, No. And I go, Okay, cool. <laughs> and we're both on the same page. And now we've got a wrangle on accounting and understanding all of that. We've just done our end of financial year. Fun times. um I feel like we're we've, we're feeling a lot more confident in running that side of the business, which was always going to be the hardest part for us because we knew how to do the service and we knew how to deliver a good product to our clients. It was just. All the extra fun stuff that no one really talks about, <laughs> which is why why we now do a lot of educational tiles on Instagram, because we know that there's a, a heap of business owners and new business owners and people who are freelancing on the side that don't know things about contracts with clients because that was something that we didn't start with and we sort of had to figure out on the way. So anytime we sort of learn something like that and figure out a better way to do things, we often share it on Instagram because we know we would have been grateful for
0: that when we were trying to figure it out ourselves. Definitely. What's the best thing about working with someone you're friends with? Like, how do you find that? And I suppose, how do you draw the line? Do you have to sort of put on a hat and say, this is work time. This is friend time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like it's a double-edged sword because in, in one Part of it, like I'm so lucky because um, Katie's such a amazing like person to work with, and we truly do get along in a work sense so well. And I feel like our skills really complement each other. I think we're very respectful of each other in a work setting, um, and we're really lucky that we've managed to sort of. Um, uh, Work not like we that maintain our friendship, but also be able to work together and sort of keep those um, separate. But in the same token, you know, it's something that we always have to be mindful of in the back of our minds because our friendship is so important to us, and because um, you know that's like our, our like our utmost priority, and we need to make sure that um, we respect that. It's really important that if any issues do pop up along the way, which naturally in business, of course, there's sometimes mm. going to be things where maybe you don't 100% see eye to eye on um, that we just have really open, um, honest communication. And I think that's saved us in a lot of situations where other people, you know, maybe wouldn't have been able to get through it. Because I think you do read a lot, like never go into um, business with your friend. Like mm. there's a lot of it out there to sort of stop you from doing that I truly think we've managed to figure out a way to make it work for us but mm. it does it does come with both of you needing to be really open and honest with each other and you know if you do have a little argument here or there like sort of resolving it then and there um, and just moving on and being able to separate your personal relationship with your work relationship yeah
1: So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.
0: I work in communications as well. I used to be a journalist and now I work in more of a communications client-facing role, but more in the uh, strategic communications and media space. But I constantly find these days... I'm doing social and sometimes I'm even designing a logo do you think from your perspective and you know obviously in your previous roles do you think those lines seem to be blurring a little bit as obviously we've all gone into the digital world and um, the landscape of media and communications is changing and are you seeing those lines blurred more for you as well?
3: Oh, for sure. I think the lines are blurry for everyone, to be honest. Mm. Like, I don't think whether you're working in a business or you're starting your own business, there's sort of an attitude that you kind of need to know how to do it all, at least to a certain extent. Like, I think that if you've, if there's not, there's not such set roles in businesses now, like where you're just looking after this one element, like you're just, you're just writing the copy, you're just doing this. Like, there is a lot of, crossing over like you need to you might be able to write a beautiful blog and you're a copywriter at your core but you then you also need to know how to distribute it on socials and make a tile for it on Instagram and be able to talk to camera on stories to be able to sell that story like there's a there's it bleeds across a lot and I think that both Georgia and I had that in our previous roles where we were sort of you know we had our core Priorities, I guess, but we had to do a lot of extra stuff.
2: Definitely Uh, you, Katie. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I was a lady of many hats. (laughs) And so I think that that definitely helps. Um, I think you kind of can't fight it anymore. So embracing it is a good strategy if you find yourself thrown in the deep end while you're working at a company. But that and also that experience when I have worn many hats at the at different companies is has helped so much with Studio Wednesday because when we have clients come to us who are starting out, they they're you know an ex-accountant, they're a, you know they used to be a nurse, and now they want to release a line of essential oils. Like there's <laughs> there's 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 a lot of like random crossovers, and I think when people come to us, they they have the product and they have the idea. They don't really know what else they're doing. And so it's good for, it's good that we've sort of, we know what's coming for them. We're like, okay, you need to be across X, Y, and Z. This is what, like, this will make your life easier. This will help. And that's why we've, with our strategy-based stuff, we're really careful with like what we're presenting, what information we're giving to them, particularly in stuff like an Instagram toolkit. We're literally giving them like a, this is what you need to post. This is when you need to post. Mm -hmm of this stuff because it's really confusing and if you're not like living in that world and you're not like a digital producer you're not even consuming Instagram at a high level it's really overwhelming like we've had clients who've been like oh my god like please can you just tell me when I need to pick up my phone and like say something to camera like okay we can go we can go that met like that meta with it because you are as a business owner and a lot of our clients are sole business owners You kind of need to do it all. Um, So we're trying to give them the tools so that that is a less
0: confronting (laughs) reality when they start. What tips would you give for small businesses that are in that position? Like you said, they're, you know, just starting out and they're realizing, oh, wow, I have to be posting, you know, a few times a week. What tips would you give them if they're starting out, you know, completely on their own?
3: Yeah. Uh, first thing I would definitely say is don't freak out it seems like a lot but it's 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 manageable when you break it down Um, and the second thing I would say is build a strong foundation so that's doing your strategy investing in your tone of voice figuring out what your social strategy is going to be whether that's outsourcing it to a studio like ours or figuring it out and spending some proper time making a plan I think once you know what your core values are, who your audience is, what they're gonna vibe with. It's much easier to make a plan of action of what you're gonna post. I think when you have those big strategy sessions and those brainstorms, and you've got those documents at hand, then suddenly going to say, oh, I need to, I need to plan my five posts for this week is really easy because you kind of already know what you're gonna do. Whereas if you're going in blind and you're not really sure who your audience is, you're not really sure what if your brand is like chatty, like a chatty Cathy, or it's a very serious professional tone, like all of that stuff then only stops you from picking up your phone and actually posting. So as long as you've got that strategy and that foundation, it's 4,000 times easier. I can, I can confidently guarantee it. <laughs>
0: Georgia, what are some of the cardinal sins you see on Instagram and social media uh, when it comes to, I suppose, logos, tiles, fonts? Uh, (laughs) I'm probably giving you a heart attack even mentioning this. But yeah, what are some of those cardinal sins and I guess how can people avoid them?
2: Yeah, there's, there's, I see plenty of businesses um, doing questionable things on their Instagram and I just want to shake them and just say, oh, like, let me help you. <laughs> um, I'd say, so I think, look, there's programs out there now like Canva, which I think on one hand are wonderful and I think they're really great um, resources and tools for small businesses to be able to execute um graphic design all throughout their business whether it's on their um socials or they need to do internal documents like tools like that are really wonderful because they didn't exist a couple of years ago and people would have to um either do you know like a word document situation or you know for a document (laughs) or they'd have to like come every time to an agency um, and spend a lot of money on you know just creating tiles and stuff which is, you know, in hindsight, like a little bit crazy and businesses just don't have that sort of money up their sleeves. So being able to do those things yourself is really great. However, my problem with it is when people are doing it with no plan in place or um, haven't come to a design studio like us um, before to sort of help them set those foundations up. So my biggest recommendation is, it doesn't really matter how big or small your brand is, your brand, your business needs a brand. Um, it's it's so important. And there's, you know, there's a whole different variety of brand packages um, business, like, gra- you know, uh, design businesses like us can offer you depending on the size of your business and what you require. You know, a really big company is going to need um, a much more detailed Brand strategy and brand execution than um, a really small one. So, you know, don't ever feel like you can't um, work with a designer to sort of create a package that works for you. But you need to set those foundations with that designer, and they can help set you up with uh, templates and the foundations, I guess, to be able to move forward and execute these things on your own. So as part of our brand packages, we always offer Canva templates for clients. So, you know, we might set up like eight to 10 social media tiles for them, stories, whatever, whatever they require. And then they have the foundations there. They've been set up all beautifully, you know, like the font sizes are not off, the colors aren't off. um, You know, things are aligned properly on the page because really with design, the smallest details make a world of difference. Like I can't stress that part enough. Like I see so many brands, you know, they've had branding done, but they're not actually following those guidelines that have been set. And therefore it just looks messy and it doesn't actually look like it's just tiny things that they need to adjust. And all of a sudden it would look so much better. So I think it's just about yeah, getting those foundations set up. And then you have, all you have to do is drop in a picture in place of another or change out text and you're, you're kind of good to go. So I would just say, yeah, it's about all about setting those foundations and then figuring out the things that you can do to move forward on your own, but just, yeah, working with a designer to kind of get those sorted in the beginning.
0: Yeah. Cause it ultimately is to make their life easier in the long run and you don't yeah, have to think exactly. about
2: it. It saves them too, so so much time too. Like mm-hmm. you'll sit there for hours banging your head against the wall. Um, you know, annoyed at Canva because you can't get something to work. But if someone quickly comes in and sets all that up for you, like it's it's all done, all the hard work's done.
0: Exactly, Katie. What advice would you give to someone maybe in your position a year ago? thinking about going out on their own, starting their own side hustle or their own business or freelancing, what advice would you give them? I would say do it. Like, I think I, when we started Studio Wednesday,
3: Georgia was definitely the more confident, more experienced um, one out of the two of us. And I definitely lent on that. So I feel like I got like a sneaky secret pass (laughs) into the world of business. But um, I think that being able to run your own business despite all of the confusing hard things that are a learning curve is so worth it like being able to have something that is your own that you've created that you've established whether it's by yourself or with like a best mate it's it's so fulfilling like I get so much joy when we've signed off on a project and we've delivered an amazing service and like all of those all of those milestones feel so much bigger and so much more special when you're doing it for a business that you've created. I didn't think that that would necessarily be the case, but my God, it is like, I'm like wildly emotional about
0: (laughs) studio. and
3: (laughs) Um, And so that, that feeling, I don't know where else you can get that. And so if you've got the opportunity to do that and you've got the passion and the drive to start something yourself, do it. Definitely.
2: I'd also say um, Katie sort of mentioned that like she lent on me in the beginning but I I still had no actual business experience I just had happened (laughs) to freelance for some clients so I think like I was just thinking when she would say that my biggest advice is just get started because Mm. in the beginning, I was so scared about like starting this out. I just, you know, I thought I'm like, I have no idea how to start a business. Like I don't have a clue. And I spoke to my really good friend who had been running her own business for about two years. And like her advice to me was like, just start Georgia, you'll figure it out along the way. Like there's no, I think, you know, people expect that that there's some sort of like magical rule book to starting a business or something. Um, And it's not, I think it's just about like, you know, figuring out, okay, well, what are those first things that we have to do to set, you know, set up a business? Okay. Well, we have to uh, have a business name. We need to register it. We need to start um, thinking about what we're going to be posting on our socials. We need to think about our services. And just if you start doing it in small chunks, just along the way you'll start building those blocks to sort of, help you I guess create the business you know you'll figure out um hey we need a contract or you'll figure out okay actually we need to send invoices now how do we do that um it's all those small little things that over time you just pick up and you kind of look back and you're like oh shit <laughs> built a business <laughs> you're doing a business
0: <laughs> where do you see the next year taking you both um, I I don't know what's your vision
2: I would love to just, I mean, I'm really happy with how we're currently doing and, you know, I think I would just really like to build on those foundations. So I think this first year has really been about sort of finding our feet and setting up those processes and sort of just feeling more confident in who we are and what we offer. And now I feel like that we've established that we have a really good foundation to sort of be able to start hopefully working with you know clients that maybe have slightly bigger budgets to work with us because we've sort of realised hey like we're actually quite we're we're, we're all right at this um, and you know there's all those learning curves of the first year where you're probably undercharging yourself far too much so I think this year is just about taking those learnings and applying them to this year to be able to sort of go through the year more confidently, work with more clients that align with our values um, and the type of work that we want to be working on. In saying that, we've got to work on a lot of projects that we've absolutely been obsessed with, but just more of that. And then, yeah, I think just sort of growing the business so that... um, we yeah we really just feel like it could be something that could um continue long term for us and I think after doing this for a year I'm definitely seeing that's possible so yeah I guess just building upon those foundations
0: thank you so much for both joining us today it's been such a good conversation and I'm so happy for you both for what you've created thank you (laughs) thank you so much